Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Ebisabi Yisa and Krista Rubin. All right, Krista, so we spent a lot of time talking about force, and I think you mentioned force is not the only clause, right? That's right. We're not done. So maybe we should just give a little refresher on what the enumerated offenses are in the enumerated clauses. Absolutely. So um, in the ACCA statute, in the definition of violent felony, there's a short list of enumerated offenses. And they are burglary, arson, extortion, or use of explosives. Right. In contrast, the guideline definition of crime of violence in that enumerated clause, there's a longer list of offenses that are included for crimes of violence. And they are murder, manslaughter, kidnapping, aggravated assault, forcible sex offenses, robbery, arson, extortion, or involves use of explosives. Right. And I think we mentioned before, does not list burglary. That's right. So I think... And tell me if you get these calls sometimes, too. I get these calls on the helpline where they say, all right, I see the word kidnapping in the definition for crime of violence. My defendant has a prior conviction for kidnapping. Please tell me I'm done. And we say, no, you are not done. You're not done. Because titles don't matter. Right, and I think it's important to remember, just like the force and force clause means something specific, these definitions, well, these titles, this burglary, this arson, this extortion, they mean something too. Right. Right? And again, remember, we're doing like elements to elements, um, so it's not enough just to look at titles. That's right. right. And so... Since we can't look at titles because they don't matter, the question I get asked is, well, what do I look to? Right. It says, you know, I have a prior conviction. My guy has a prior conviction for robbery. Got it. Or burglary. How do I know that that state statute is the same as the term burglary or robbery in my definition. Right. And I think to answer that question, we got to keep going back to the beginning, right? Because Taylor not only started us down this path of the categorical approach, right? Taylor, the case we talked about back in episode one, but Taylor actually explained to us how we define these words, this murder, this forcible sex offense, this robbery, right? These definitions. And what Taylor said is, look, in, at least in ACCA, which is the statute that Taylor was uh, looking at, the word burglary and then arson and extortion, that refers to a generic definition of burglary, right? So think about it. How Massachusetts defined burglary is maybe different than how Maryland defines burglary. Could be different from... How Mississippi defines burglary. Maybe they don't even call it burglary. Maybe they call it like breaking and entering. Right. And so the Supreme Court said, look, we can't possibly, Congress could not possibly have wanted us to take into account all the different ways that the states 
define their statutes, right? So for purposes of ACCA, at least, Taylor said, we're going to look to the generic definition. Okay. And so when we are looking at a generic definition, where do we find those? So there's a few places to find them. And I always start with the model penal code, right? Lists the generic definitions for burglary, for example. It defines, in fact, in Taylor, it said, burglary is the unlawful entry, unlawful or privileged entry to a building or structure with the intent to commit uh, a crime. Okay. So that's generic, uh, sorry, that's the model, that's a generic burglary. And you can find that in the model penal code. And the model penal code you can find on Westlaw, right? Or you can even Google it. Um, you can also find some of these definitions in case law, Okay. Right? Some circuits have created, like in the Fourth Circuit, the Fourth Circuit has created a generic definition of kidnapping, for example, right? So it may be that your circuit has created some generic definition. Okay. Um, in our manual, right, our guideline manual, because we have put in the words forcible sex offense, right, Forcible sex offense is actually defined in our manual. And so in these generic definitions, then, what you're telling me is what we have to do is we, again, start with our statute of conviction, yep. look at the elements of that statute, and see if those elements meet that generic definition. Right. Right. Because we're doing an element-to-element -element comparison so you've got your prior conviction, right? and then you're going to look up the generic, in your case, burglary, let's just say. You're okay. going to look up the generic definition for burglary, and you're going to see whether they match, right? Do they criminalize the same thing? Similarly, we call something a forcible sex offense, right? right. In our guidelines. That's a crime of violence. What if you've got... Most states don't have a crime called forcible sex offense, right. right? They've got statutory rape. They've got abuse of a minor. They've got rape. They've got sexual assault. If you've got one of those, right, and you want to figure out if it's a forcible sex offense, you print out your prior conviction. You go to the application notes for 4B1.2 that lists forcible sex offense and compare it, right? Okay. Elements to elements, right? So don't get caught up with, titles that's right. what I'm saying so let's talk about let's get let's talk about an example okay. because I think that's the best way to as with everything demonstrate how the analysis happens all right so for example we've got a burglary here it's a burglary case it's a burglary statute from Iowa and it says any person having the intent to commit a felony assault or theft therein who having no right to do so enters an occupied structure or who remains therein after it is closed commits a burglary. Okay. All right. So I printed that out. That's my prior conviction. And I'm trying to compare that to the generic gen definition. Right. So I go to the model penal code or I go to Taylor because it's, it's in there. Taylor definition is still good. Taylor definition says a burglary is the unlawful entry, right, into a building or structure uh, without the right to do so uh, with the intent to commit a crime. So we just look to see are these the same? 
They sound the same. They do. The only issue I can see is this issue of occupied structure, right? Because I see the word structure, but in fact, occupied structure means a whole bunch of different things, right? I, I, you, if you keep looking at the definition, occupied structure includes, yes, buildings and structures, but also things like cars and boats, right? So some of it's the same, some of it is not, but at least I've started down the path of my analysis, right? right? I printed out the generic burglary, I printed out my prior conviction, now I'm doing a comparison. Okay, so we know now that Iowa burglary has, its occupied structure means buildings, structures, shed, right. house. Car. Car, boat. Mm -hmm. How do we know? How do we know if that's what the generic definition in Taylor or in the model penal code for burglary is asking for? And Krista, I think you've hit on a nice segue into our next episode, but let me just say this, that up until now, right, the cases we've been using have been like pretty straightforward statutes. Right. Right? Like, oh, resisting arrest, unlawfully resisting arrest, right? Uh, robbing somebody, a battery, for example, right? They just say, don't batter, right. <laughs> don't resist arrest. These are straightforward, right? And so you're, it's pretty easy to like look up the elements and look up the elements and then do a comparison. I think your question sort of entails this other thing about like, sometimes they're a little bit more complex. Yeah. Like sometimes there's different victims. Sometimes there's different places you can burglarize. Right. Right, like in the statute I just read to you. Sometimes they have different penalties. And th those types of statutes, right, where there's options, where there's an or, mm -hmm. where there's things written in the disjunctive. You can do it this way or this way, right? You can commit this offense this way or that way. Those take a little bit more work, right? And I think maybe we should turn to that section too. Yes. Okay. All right. So we've discussed pretty much the straightforward way right. to and analyze the force clause and the elements clause. Right. It's always elements to elements comparison. But we're going to move on now to these more um, involved statutes with options and talk about how we determine whether these statutes with options actually meet a particular definition. Right. All right. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk, today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the Commission, the Court, or the parties in any case. Thank you.